0: This is Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it's time for the Atlanta Football Party, only on Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome into the Atlanta football party. Welcome, welcome. This is your home for the best Falcons football talk. It's local insight. You can't get anywhere else but right here at Locked On. I'm your host, Tanitra Batiste. Alongside with me are Jarvis Davis, Aaron Freeman, and Tori McElhaney. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On. NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's locked on NFL for $20 off the first purchase, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And so what that typically looks like is not Tori because Tori buys her Swifty tickets on time. That's me who doesn't (laughs) buy her tickets on time for Beyonce or any NFL game that she doesn't cover. But anyway, guys, at first I was thinking, you know, I don't know if it's a party this week, but I'm thinking it may not be a party like it was last week, but we still have some things to celebrate, including 93 which we'll talk about and we'll celebrate him later but first guys we've got to talk about what went right and what didn't go so well in the falcons 24 to 16 loss to the commanders on sunday so let's just get right into it with the top three takeaways with jd free and tori jarvis we're going to start with you you say that the honeymoon phase is over
1: yes Mm -hmm. because because here's the thing the offense and defense are married right they're in a, a nice situation and then and it's been a really nice story to see how this defense has come about, right? Like, they are legitimate. There's no, oh, we don't know. We got to see what well, this group that they put together, that Terry Fontenot put together um, through via free agency with these veterans and everything like that, it's, it's, it's working. Like, yeah, the sack numbers, I wish they would be a little bit higher than where they are. But, yeah, they are actually getting the job done. And I think that once you start to look at how this game played out, you're talking about 193 total yards and an NFL team was able to get win a game, like that is unheard of. So when you talk about that, that that um when you think about like how that works out, it's just it's just super frustrating. And I think that, you know, yeah, the the offense is young and and they got, you know a lot of talent and they they at at some point maybe not maybe not this year they're going to be putting up a lot of points they can average 30 points a game i I really feel like they have those type of capabilities but for this year in 2023 i feel like the honeymoon phase is kind of kind of waning a little bit because you start to hear guys talking about yeah you know there were the turnover differential it was three zero you know now that's that's probably going to lead to those guys saying oh yeah here's how we can, you know, start to get some turnovers to maybe trying to offset that. And then we start doing that, you start going outside the system. Because Ryan Nielsen has implemented a really good system. So when you start thinking about going outside of what you all do and what your responsibilities are trying to make a play, that's when those big plays happen. And I think that the offense is gonna have to get their life together because, like you said, at some point, at some point, I, I always refer back to Arthur Smith talking about those angry vets. They're going to start pouring the finger and they're going to want to go to counseling because uh, <laughs> this is not something that you won't have to play around with because you only can say he's a young quarterback uh, for so long before those guys say, hey, man, you need to start playing better <laughs> because we're doing our jobs.
0: Right. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. Like you said, that we can't kind of talk about, oh, yeah, Desmond Ritters, he, he's young, so we just need to give him an opportunity. But on the same token, we'll talk a little bit more in the deep dive about how you also can't lay this entire loss at his feet either. Speaking of that, Aaron, you talked about the fact that you wanted to know what's going on on the ground.
2: Yeah, Jarvis is talking about, you know, this offense getting together. And, you know, they they did finish with over 100 yards rushing um, uh, against Washington. But it just feels like now four weeks in a row that this running game has not really gotten going. And that was sort of their foundation last year that everything started with having one of the top rushing attacks in the league. And, you know, it's still it's not a bad run game by any means. I think they're still currently ranked 11th in the NFL. So most teams would take that as a a win. But with the Falcons and, and the way that Arthur Smith's offense has been structured with the play action, with the reliance on the run game, it, it feels like this offense needs to be a top five rushing attack or a top three rushing attack for this offense to be able to put their best foot forward. And it just felt like yesterday with Desmond Ritter dropping back, you know, 50 times and throwing the ball 47 times that a lot of that had to do with the fact that they just could not get more than seemingly two yards whenever they decided to run the ball for a large portion of the game. And so I think a lot of these issues and I think things will run a lot smoother for this offense uh, moving forward if they can get this run game back to being that sort of dominant unit that we have grown accustomed over the last year plus uh, of seeing.
0: And one of the things, Aaron, that I think I saw, and it's just a question of mine, we can actually talk about it again um, in the deep dive, but it was kind of the utilization of each of those running backs, particularly, I think would be John Robinson. I feel like he's a guy who, if you didn't go to him early, you could still go to him often late. He can just pick up the rhythm of a game. But I also feel like Tyler Algier might be a running back who, if you insert him in early, he'll kind of get a rhythm, if you will, and then he'll just kind of go off. And I feel like I just want to see him a little bit more in I'll call it with situational football. There were just some times where I felt like Tyler Algier should have had the ball in his hands as opposed to it being in Desmond Ritter's hand in a drop back situation. But yeah, that's one of the things I'm wondering, like maybe how can Tyler Algier be one of the catalysts to getting this ground game back online? But Tori, you also talked about one of the things that was glaringly obvious yesterday. And it's like, yeah, you could say, give me the damn ball. But in this case, it's like, no, don't give the damn ball away.
3: Yeah, no, I, it's really interesting to me kind of, you know, just hearing people talk. And we literally just got up from Arthur Smith's press conference on Monday. And that was such a big point of emphasis that he was making is the fact that in the last few games, this is not just a, a, a Sunday problem. In the last few games, the Falcons have lost the turnover battle. Yeah. I believe in the last three games, and they are one of three in those three games, they have given up the ball eight times. And never they haven't notched a turnover since Jesse Bates, I believe, in the third quarter of the Detroit game. Yes. So the only defender that has even a turnover to his name right now is Jesse Bates. And that happened three games ago. So that all has to change. And for, for this team, especially because you go back to the point that Jarvis was making where it's like, this if you look at the stat sheet and you look at how much production this falcons team had especially offensively in comparison to what the defense was able to hold this commanders offense to yes. if you look at that you and you cover up turnovers you tu- you cover up the score Mm -hmm. stat sheet looks like Atlanta ran away with with the game. Mm -hmm. But they didn't because they turned the ball over three different times. Mm -hmm. And and I think that it just – even in the win against the Texans and they fumbled the ball twice and they lose possession, those drives – you felt really good about those drives until the Mm -hmm. turnover happened. And I think that for the Falcons to be where they need to be, I mean, numbers and stats I think speak for themselves when it comes to turnovers that it just – the teams that lose the turnover battle oftentimes lose the game itself. And we've seen that happen for this team in the last three games with the outlier being the Texans game. So this is an area they have to get better in and they have to get better in fast.
0: And I think one of the things I think about there, Tori, as well as if you're going to lose a turnover battle, you better be able to turn it up somewhere. Right. And there were so many turnovers and so many missed opportunities that it was almost like, okay, this is a hill too high to climb. Right. Because you think about the defense and the defense held the commander scoreless, essentially. And the reason I say they held him scoreless in the second half is because, yes, the commanders did get a touchdown in that third quarter, but where that touchdown come from, it came from a turnover. So it was almost like the defense is on their heels before they can even get themselves in position to actually make an impact or make a bigger impact. But once they did what happened, commanders scoreless. But like you guys said, the turnovers that you're making on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, you can only overcome them so much. And then I also thought about this Tory, just to kind of add to things that we know, that Arthur Smith absolutely abhors and that is he really doesn't like penalties and while you can look at the st- the score sheet and say oh it's just four penalties and 31 yards, it's when those penalties happen. That was and, such a critical time.
3: Yeah, I'll add, too, it's the type of penalties, too. Because yes. Arthur Smith has yep. said time and time again, it's like, you know, if there's a holding call, I understand in the heat of the moment, mm-hmm. those are a little touch and go, but it's the procedural yeah. penalties, yep. the delay of games, yes. it's the illegal shifts. It's things that you as an mm-hmm. offense can control. Right. And, and that's the those are the penalties that he, and I think just overall as, as an offensive play caller. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that keep you up at night.
0: Yeah. And I was thinking the same thing. Like I could literally see him grimace and this is, this goes back to the preseason for the last couple of years. And I can remember even his first preseason with us, right? Uh, That's the thing that he talked about. Like those pre-snap penalties, things that are like football 101, especially for a veteran or A unit that's been together for at this point a couple of years now. Those are just things that he doesn't want to see. And obviously, we don't want to see either. But yeah, those are, you know, kind of those high level things that we talk about where this team is still three and three and they've gotten through. That's good. You get through the first third of the season at 500. But if you, A, want to do better in the second third of the season and for the rest of the season, and B, you want to do better against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is going to be such a pivotal matchup next week, and you're going to have to clean up some of these things. And we're going to talk about it a little bit more. I want to ask these guys what they're confident about, what they're concerned about. But first, Jarvis is going to tell us about game time and prize picks.
1: Folks, my name is Jarvis Davis, if you didn't know. Yes, this is Jarvis Davis for Game Time. I'm picking the third person. What is going on with me on a Monday? How about this, guys? If you're trying to find a situation where you're trying to get some tickets, right, Game Time is the place that you need to go because buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. I can't stress to that to you enough. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. If you're... Your significant other has been begging you to take you to, to that that Taylor Swift concert and you're going to forego paying your mortgage this 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 week. Go ahead and do it. I promise you, Game Time has got you covered. They got killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hype for the fun, all the fun you're about to have. I promise you, she's going to thank you after that concert. I promise you, I promise you, whatever it is. So snap the tickets without stress with Game Time. And download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Yes, $20 off locked on NFL is the code. So, again, create an account, redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price, a guaranteed. I also got to be able to tell you about prize pits, guys. Here's the thing you know how sometimes. You go to these apps and everything, and you gotta go to the you know fantasy football leagues and all that stuff, and you gotta wait till 16 weeks in to collect some money. Prize Picks has got you covered. Prizepick.com slash lockedonnfl is where you need to go because I've been having the most fun, winning up to 25 times my money. You just select two more players, guys, pick more or less on their projected stacks, and place your entry. It's that simple. Yeah, I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. So, and then Prize picks even offers, offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. We're going up. Each Tuesday, Prize discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So, here's what you need to do go to slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Yes, that's it. You get $100. Up to $100 in a match, the first match deposit. I'm sorry. Yes, go do that right now. Prospect.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL because prize picks makes daily fantasy sports easy.
0: All right, guys. So, despite an outcome that maybe none of us wanted to see. And none of us really thought would happen. I think we all thought that this was not just a winnable game, but it would be a W for the Falcons. Didn't quite turn out that way with the 24 to 16 final. But let's start here because let's just be honest. This is a game that was lost on some level in all phases, whether that's on the field, on the sidelines, all of the above. So when you look at it, I'm sure there are still areas of confidence, but I also want to talk to you guys about anything that you're concerned with long term. That said, there were a number of questionable play calls. Some were scratching their heads at not the second time, but the first time the two-point conversion was called, meaning before the infraction. (laughs) Questionable substitutions, miscommunications. A lot of people said, hey, that lands at the feet of Arthur Smith and this coaching staff because these guys, they're going to be where they are or where we want them to be or need them to be based on what it is that you guys are doing to get them started, where they execute. That's a different story. We'll talk about execution in a second, but first, are you concerned about this resulting the play calling, the questionable plays, the miscommunication, the substitutions? Are you concerned about that resulting in this loss in what really was a winnable game, especially as you look at them going into the second third of the season?
1: For me, I compartmentalize some of those things that you mentioned. Like, I'll I separate the play. I'll take that play calling out because I I don't have any issues with it because there were key moments in that game in that, you know, that, that uh, Arthur Smith dialed up. You know, Desmond Ritter just wasn't able to execute for whatever reason. My concern comes in when you're talking about guys subbing in and subbing out and Guy's needing a break. We want to get this guy in. We don't know what type of personnel we're supposed to have in here or if that guy's not supposed to be in here. That's the stuff when I started get concerned because that's like – that's supposed to be like clockwork at this point. You're talking about being three years in. We're three years in into this regime, right? And you have a, a quarterback who's been in your system for two years. Those are some of the things that don't need to happen at this point. And, and it hasn't happened for, um, for the most part right. since they've been in here. But, like – you just hope that this is an aberration and not something that, hey, we, we can start to get used to seeing like that because that's sloppy football. This was a sloppy football game at the end of the yep. day. And I'm not used to seeing that with an Arthur, under an Arthur, Arthur Smith coach team. So that's why I hope that, you know, uh, my concern is there. But um, but I think it can definitely be you know eased. I, my concern can be eased next week. When, uh, going up against the Tampa Bay um, Buccaneers, it's uh, a divisional opponent. You're going out on the road, and they're coming off a loss as well. So yeah. those are some of the things that I feel like that can ease my concern. But yeah, seeing that on Sunday, it was just like that was awful football. I mean, just just plain and simple.
2: Yeah. What I will say is piggybacking what jarvis said because we we've seen you know what 40 games of arthur smith and this has been a non-issue in like Mm -hmm. the first 39 Mm -hmm. that's why i'm not necessarily concerned about it because i just want to like i think this is more of a Mm one-off type of situation so if it as kind of what jarvis said if it becomes an issue you know in the future then it'll be a lot more concerning to me then but as of right now I, i feel like these are issues, like a lot of the procedural stuff, the delay of game stuff. Those are things that can be, relatively speaking, easily fixed, right? Like blocking Vita Vea is not something that is something that you can just easily fix in practice. Right. But okay. I do feel like in practice, you can fix the delay of game stuff.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, Especially- I I agree too. I mean, I don't really have any, I feel like y'all hit it from from yeah. every angle. I don't really have much to add because I definitely agree with you that if it's like, If you go down to Tampa – and I mean, the Falcons need to play better on the road anyways, but if you can go down to Tampa and show that these issues in miscommunication, the subbing in and out, the getting the play call in, you know, I I believe when I was looking back at the – before – no, I'm not even going to go into the whole like nitty-gritty and moving things around in terms of that final drive, but when you you go and you look at it, it's like, no, y'all are exactly right. This is not something that has happened for this team at all in the time that Arthur Smith has been here. And I think he has said that he said it, you know, we haven't made a habit of making these mistakes, but we did today. Yeah. He, if he yeah. said that one time, he said it seven times in his post-game press conference. So I do think that that's a point of emphasis moving forwards. like, don't let this happen again. Like we're yeah. not, we're not going to let it happen again.
0: Exactly. Now, speaking of what you don't want to see happen again, Tori, after playing his best game as a Falcon, going 28 of 37, 329 yards, and one passing touchdown in last week's win against the Texans. Desmond Ritter may have played arguably his worst game, going 28 of 47 for 307 yards, two touchdowns, and three picks. Are you confident that Des is still trending in the right direction overall, or are you
3: concerned that he might have taken a little step back? It's funny because I'm confident that the pass game has gotten better. For the Falcons. Yes. Um, Even in the context of these interceptions, I think what we were able to see, the connection that he was able to demonstrate with Kyle Pitts, Drake London, I think that has been evident when Arthur Smith talks about seeing improvement in the past game. I do believe that to be the case in the last two games, but it's in those critical moments and the critical errors, the taking the sack, that was like a loss of 11 yards and the Falcons had to punt on third or after third down, like, it was it, it and it's the interceptions it's it's in taking care of the ball and making the right decisions and so for that reason it's it, it's like i'm not it goes back to the same thing of like what we were talking about with Desmond Ritter last week like mm-hmm. could i be confident or concerned with him coming off of his best game to date last week it's like i i how much of that game do you kind of take into consideration going into this game? How much of this game do you take into consideration going into the next game to kind of build this portfolio of who we believe him to be? And I will say Arthur Smith did say when we talked to him earlier today, he was like, you know, like there I, I don't know if I've met a more accountable an honest person in his own critique of himself as I have with Desmond Ritter. I don't know if I've coached a player like who's been as honest as he is. And I think that's a good, good sign too, because again, we're talking about this being kind of, if we're going to go with it, like still in his rookie year, Mm -hmm. I I think there's still a lot to learn and something else Arthur Smith added was that like, the mistakes that Des is making are are mistakes that don't happen twice. It's like when he's making mistakes, it's but for different reasons and for it, it it's like experiencing different things for the first time. Yeah. So I am still in the period of kind of like giving grace, but mm-hmm. it's like at what point do you say that I can't give any more? And I think right. that's the question that you, that you you weigh at this point. Yeah.
0: And I think oh, that's kind yeah. of where I am as well. Like for me. I feel like he's taken a slight step back, but I think that's because you regress to the mean when you're under pressure. Most people do. So whatever it is that your bad habits are, as soon as something goes awry, the average person is just going to go back to their old bad habits. That's what I saw a lot of with him, with um, being tell. I mean, I could have picked him off. He, I mean, he was telegraphing the th- the throw that easily. Like I could have picked him off. So that's one of you know those bad habits that you just got to get away from because we know you've shown that you can find your second and if not your third read. So then at least look the part and make these guys think for a few seconds. And I think the other piece there is this. I love the fact that he had the connectivity that he did with Kyle Pitts. That always makes me excited because I've been, you know, excited about what KP can do ever since he got drafted. And then kind of looking at him being maybe more 100% KP. And I'll be honest, Tori, yes. Yesterday might've been the first game. I said, Oh yeah, that's hundred percent KP. He's back. I don't care if it was just four catches, 43 yards. That just looked like KP to me. And then I liked the fact that Drake London did what you drafted him for. Like, even if your quarterback isn't perfect, spot on, he can go up and get it. He can go up and do the things that kind of, how do we say, covers a multitude of sins. But I'm a little bit.
1: 37 balls. Yes,
0: exactly. He can get those. (laughs) There it is. Yes, he can. Right, right. So, I mean, you know, that's the good part. But it was just a little concerning because it's like, okay, you are going up against um, pretty darn strong defensive front and what the Bucks wow. bring to the table. And Tori, I'm going to throw this in a little bit. This is like a sidebar, guys, as well.
1: Hey, T, can I add something to what uh, Tori said earlier? Um, sure. I just want to add, like, I'm confident that Ritter can continue to progress only if this offense starts to be more balanced because mm-hmm. you can't live and die throwing the ball 35 to 40 sometimes a game with a guy who we've deemed that he's still in his rookie year as a quarterback in the NFL because he had questions coming into the NFL. Like, as being that's why he was drafted in the third round. So I think that given Arthur Smith's vision for this offense does not involve him throwing the ball that much. And I think that Arthur Smith understands that. So I feel like I'm confident things can continue to go well for Desmond Ritter. As long as Road Ritter doesn't come out, you know, and, and he and they're able to run the football, I really feel like that's the that's the piece that I feel I'm confident in. If they can get back to being balanced. And you only be in balance if you have success running the football.
3: I will add to that that think about how many loaded boxes this offense has had to face over the last four weeks. Yeah. You know, like these defenses are saying, beat us by throwing, Daring, yep. throwing the ball. Daring Daring and, yeah. and, and I think Daring. like it as a as someone watching this offense and as an outsider, as these defenses are looking at this offense, they really are. They're like, we know y'all can run the ball, so we're gonna sell out to stop the run. Mm-hmm. So that in and of itself creates this unbalanced look because they are having to throw the ball. They're gonna these defenses are forcing him to throw the ball. So how do you counteract that? It's success in the pass game. You have to okay. see success and growth in the pass game to make it to kind of alleviate some of that pressure on the run game that these defenses are actively putting on almost play in and play out. Right. And I think he may not be
0: the runner that Justin Fields is. He may not be the runner that Jalen Hurts is, but he can run a bit. So maybe if you give him a few RPOs or give him some, you know, run type plays that are designed specifically for him, that can at least give him an opportunity to contribute to the game in a positive way without necessarily having to utilize his arm. And then that would also, to some degree, keep that defense on the other side, you know, that opponent's defense a little bit more honest than we've been seeing them be for the last couple of weeks. But guys, there are so many things that we could be confident or concerned about and we're going to talk a little bit more about it in a second through rapid fire but first jarvis is going to tell us about linkedin and how if you guys want to have your career go to the next level that's the way to do it
1: guys listen up jarvis davis here for linkedin these days every potential hire can feel like high stakes wager for your small business you want to be 100 certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. How about that? In today's world, inflation, something for something may offer for free. Come on, y'all. Like what other better deal that you're gonna find like that? So um, also LinkedIn has simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire if i'm going on there i know linkedin is going to be able to get me the best candidate because hey it's free and a lot of people trust LinkedIn. i trust linkedin because you know you get reached out to from time to time hey are you interested in this type of deal are you interested in in, in working in this field yes though you get those things right there on linkedin jobs so it's why small businesses rate linkedin jobs the number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors so here's what i want you to do guys make linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidate you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for the free ski yes you don't have to pay i'm telling y'all guys this is the best deal you need to go to so terms and conditions apply
0: now, the one job we will not be posting is a job fulfilling or being a backfill for 93, because I think we <laughs> like 93 having a job with this Atlanta Falcons team, right? So listen, we got to give love to Calais Campbell before we wrap up. But of course, our rapid fire. Who got next? We're going to talk about that. But Calais Campbell is that next, right? Um, From what he's done on the field to what he's done off the field, he's had such an incredible impact on the Falcons. And we finally got to see it come to fruition with that 100th sack of his career. I mean, Aaron, to see the excitement of Grady Jarrett and so many of his His teammates, to me, that was the most exciting part of the entire game, the fact that they were loving on him in such a way. And he's only been, you know, with the franchise this half or a third of the season. And yet he's getting all that love. But it doesn't stop there for him because it never has. He donated a total of one hundred thousand dollars to help teachers in four cities. He's played in, of course, 25 here, Baltimore, Jacksonville and Phoenix. And they're going to be able to give five hundred dollars in supplies, five hundred dollars for other resources. For individual classrooms, and Tori, I want to hear you talk about it as well, because I know you did a great article on that. But Aaron, kind of what was your reaction when it's like, whew, he's finally got it. We can celebrate.
2: Yeah, yeah. I've been waiting for that moment for about a month. And it's been like, <laughs> is this going to be the week we You and Calais both. Yeah, <laughs> yes. um, And it's like, you know, wanted to see the Dirty Bird, him bust out the Dirty Bird. And yes! he, he got it this week, and it was, it was great to see him get that uh, and play, uh, I think, a really outstanding game. Yes. on sunday in addition uh to that and and sort of to not only be celebrated here and then do the things that he, he's done off the field you know as a former walter payton man of the year honor and that you know that was a big thing that i think led to him coming here because of that connection that him and arthur blank made because of arthur blank's philanthropy and and calais campbell and sort of that sort of thing so i'll, yes. I'll just let tori talk
3: more about that but yeah no 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 it was it, it's really cool this this whole 100 sack give back is is what i think they're calling it and tanitra mm-hmm. kind of laid out the the nuts and bolts of it a hundred thousand dollars in total to 500 or no a hundred teachers across phoenix jacksonville atlanta and baltimore mm-hmm. yes. um, with an additional 20 thousand to teachers in miami and denver so this is quite quite a big celebration for i think clay's Campbell and something that i really hope doesn't happen is that this gets lost in the loss because this is not something that i feel like obviously it's not something that happens every day it's not something that happens to every pass rusher this is a pretty um amazing moment i think for calais campbell and um also just what he's doing i think in the community and and kind of i mean personally both of my parents are teachers i know how much money they spend to get their classrooms ready i mean schools don't pay the, the school system doesn't pay for them to for supplies mm-hmm. so everything mm-hmm. in their classroom they pay for it comes out of their paycheck and so the fact that he's giving five hundred dollars to so many teachers across the country i think is it, it's a it's a big moment i think for um for calais obviously but for him to give back in this way it's it's really something special
1: yeah yeah i'll never forget when it was against the cat in the home opener i mean an opener at home uh, against the Carolina Panthers, like, I was uh, I was walking past, kind of, you know, talking to some of the uh, other people, you know, covered the team and everything, and he was, you know, right before he was about to get ready to go in, he said to his family, All right, everybody go get this 100. So, <laughs> yeah. I know he is being, thinking about getting this dog and <laughs> yes. getting out of the way, you know, because, yes. you know, at the end of the day, you it's going to be in your mind like sure. a real human in any real human being is going to be thinking about it consistently and it's kind of hard to put in the back of your mind because it's such a yeah. big feat like 100 <laughs> yeah. sacks in the nfl that is yeah ridiculous we're crying for people that get 6 sex. Season, right because you, you know? think about <laughs> right,
0: 21 people 21 players since 1982 mm-hmm. have achieved that. And then if you take it, because that's when it was officially, you know, started to be something that the NFL recorded. But even if you go back to 1960, it's only 42, right? right. That's still mind blowing to think that it's been what 60. Okay. Jarvis do that math, but it's been like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's been like 63 I'm years. <laughs> it's been 63 years and only, a handful. that's a handful of guys that have done that. Yeah, that is powerful stuff. And, like you said, Tori, just putting an imprint everywhere he's gone, yeah, on the field and off the field, it, he's just classy. I mean, it's just a class act,
3: yeah. it's funny too. Uh I believe that he has sacked fifty different quarterbacks yes. in route to those one hundred sacks. Yes. I, i we we posted about it on Atlanta Falcons, but it was like two Joe's, two Toms, three Sams, three guys that have different versions of the name Matt. And of course, one Michael Vick. And so it's like there are just so many. And that to hear that too, how many different quarterbacks over the span of 15 years in the league? Wild. Absolutely wild.
0: Yeah, somebody had it scrolling. And Tori, I think you're absolutely right. When I saw the scrolling of the names, I was like,
3: this is mind blowing. Like, yeah, this is
0: like he's a he's a low-key baddie, right? Because he's not like gonna be the grunge guy or the one that's kind of like her. But you put him on that field, and man, he can turn some things. Listen, I know we only got 60 seconds, so I'm going to throw to each of you guys and give you about 20 or so seconds. Give me something that you want to see, either person, from the staff, or from this team overall, next week when these guys go down to Tampa.
2: I'll go with uh, Drew Dahlman versus Vita Vea. I-, I want to see someone block Vita Vea for once in my lifetime.
0: <laughs> it's,
2: it's all Drew Dahlman. Just, just,
0: just one time.
2: Just one time. Do your one job. <laughs>
1: Oh, I want to see Arnold and BK to get in the game more. Like, we saw some production. Like, yeah, third long. We'll have to have zone win Like, let's see 17. Let's yeah. get, some, get yeah. some playing time. Yeah, he yeah. yeah. might, might be productive.
3: <laughs> I'll go with, we've been talking about this whole time, but cleanliness, communication, all of those it's things, that dominance. needs to be better in Tampa, and it starts at the top. And I think Arthur Smith has said that, and so – Let's go with that.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, and this I will
3: is, go
1: that's the story. In, go. I'm
0: going to go with
3: cosigns on all three of what you guys
0: said. But of course, shout out to my guy, AK, because he's the only person, the only player that I think since I've been covering the Falcons that I actually got right on my draft board. All right. On that note, uh, thank you guys so much for stopping by. We appreciate you joining the Atlanta football party as always. You're home for the best Falcons football talk. Now, don't forget tomorrow, Come right back because we're going to have some dogs talk on the Atlanta football party. So we will see you guys tomorrow.